Hey there, it's Melissa Brunetti, and welcome to the Mind Your Own Karma podcast. Hey there, Karma Crew. So glad you're here for another episode of Mind Your Own Karma, the Adoption Chronicles. Today, I'm bringing you a collaboration that I did with Fireside Adoptees. We have a speaker series, and I brought Simon Ben to our Fireside Zoom to talk a little bit about his adoption story. But as you'll find out, Simon is really interested in the healing part of adoption trauma, the primal wound, anything that adoptees are struggling with. He has such insight on some of these things, and he presents it in a way that is easily understood. I could really go on and on about Simon, but I think I'm just going to jump right into the chat that I had with him during Fireside Zoom. The interview starts with a little introduction from me. I really hope you get some food for thought out of our discussion. Simon is an adoptee who always knew he was adopted, and Simon didn't really experience any personal adoption trauma until he hit 40 years old when he found out that a teddy bear he had since childhood was actually a gift from his birth mother. This news immediately triggered feelings of anger and rejection, but ultimately sparked a curiosity inside of Simon that led to healing and a need to help others on their adoption journey. Simon has said that his personal story is just that. It's very personal to him. And from my experience, from speaking with him myself, he loves to question and go deep into introspection and theories to discover the truth about himself. Everyone's combination is different, and you may not agree with some of the things expressed today. But I ask you to keep an open mind about what you hear. Have an open curiosity. Simon loves to explore possibilities and is on a mission to find his true self and possibly help you find yours as well. Welcome, Simon, and thank you for coming and sharing your experience with us today. Thank you, Melissa. Really looking forward to uh, to, to this conversation. Yeah, curiosity and openness. I think that's that's what moves us forward. You know, when uh, otherwise we get we stay locked locked down and locked in locked into our, our trauma. Um, and yeah, uh, so yeah, openness and curiosity is the, the, the key thing, right? Yeah. Now I know you don't like the storytelling part, <laughs> no, <laughs> telling your story, but I'm going to ask you to tell a little bit, whatever you want to share with us so that we can grasp your perspective a little bit better. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, what am I now? 56. Yeah. 56 years old. I was um, adopted at, uh, at five, five weeks old. Uh, by my mum and dad, um, who couldn't, they, they, you know, there's some fertility issues, and they, they couldn't have biological kids. Um, they'd done a, they'd done a lot of fostering, um, and then they were approved uh, to to be uh, adopted parents, uh, and they they adopted me, and they also adopted a a, a little sister, um, not a biological sister, so a sister from a, a, a different mother. A couple of years later, and um, yeah, we were told very young. Uh, I, I was told actually on the way to collect my little sister. That that's mm. apparently when I was told. Um, and so yeah, we. I, I always felt yeah, I was I was felt that they were my mum and dad, and that was the truth. 
So it was, we were attached, well attached. Um, so I didn't go through some of the terrible stuff that I've heard from others, for the, from other, uh, for, for uh, other adoptees. Um, and kind of like, I, my heart goes out to them because, you know, if, if the primal wound exists, mine, I, I talk about mine being a paper cut. Yeah. And uh, uh, others, for others, it, it's it's like somebody's. Um, it's like that 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 uh, the great white shark from from Jaws has come along and and uh, and a bit bitten a side out of them, you know, bit, taking a real big hole of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went into the I went into the family business. I worked with my dad, and that that had that was very up and down. Um, it, sometimes we got on very well together, but he he he, he was. A tough guy to work for, for for many people, not just me. Um, and uh, yeah, around forty, I found out the teddy bear was from my from from my birth mother. Um, how did that how, how did that come about? So my mum and dad. It was actually my fortieth birthday, and my mum and dad came came to collect me and my wife uh, to go out for to to uh, for for dinner at, at a local pub, and. They, my mum brought a, a box of things that I hadn't taken out of my um, my bedroom uh, when I'd left it when I was about twenty two. So, um, and included in that was a teddy bear. And, and my my dad told my wife that the teddy, the teddy bear was from a birth mum, and then my 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 wife told me, uh, and. It, it, I, I thought it was strange, actually. I thought I, that, that's a bit strange that they haven't told me that. Um, and, and that was actually my initial reaction, one of curiosity and thought it was a little bit weird. Then a, a, couple, of months, a couple of months later, I was talking to somebody uh, about the teddy bear and um, the context of that conversation was, uh, was uh, me having a bit of a tantrum. I, I was on a, uh, a communications course a communication skills course uh, we were doing actually horse whispering stuff it was a little bit weird but hmm. uh, great fun but I, I, I during one of those exercises I had a um I I got very frustrated I got very very angry and the, the lady who was running the the course said there seems to be some you, you seem to have some anger issues Simon and is there something going on for you if you ever want to talk talk to me about it then then I'd be happy to do that, mm. and and I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to know. This is so that that this is my curiosity in its in 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 in, in one very nuggety example, you know. So I, as she she figured, she said to me, "You've got a, an issue," and and that she would maybe help me address. And I went to see her, and and during the, so the con the context for the conversation was a, was my anger in this communication skills course, and and I told her about the teddy bear, and then this came out about my 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 anger towards my birth mother, which I'd never felt before. I'd never given her a second thought. I really hadn't. I, mm-hmm. I, I I you know, um, and I said she didn't love me enough to effing love me enough to effing keep me. Um, and she gave me this effing consolation prize of a teddy bear. Mm. So, um, and this is this is the bear, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I so uh, her, her response to that was, "Well, I'm a I'm a mum, Simon, and 
I don't think it was quite like that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't like that. Just very gentle um, sharing of her opinion. Yeah? Uh, and I saw the truth in what she said. Mm. I saw the truth in, 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 in what, what she said. So the, the, the volcano, and when I saw that truth, the volcano, a volcano of anger within me kind of stopped. The, the 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 lava stopped spraying out the top of the, the, the uh, out of the top of the volcano, and it was just there was just a little a little bit of uh, steam, little smoke, bit of white smoke coming out of the top of the volcano. Um, so that set me off on uh, 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 that, and the fact that I I finally achieved some some business success that year that I'd been um, yeah that I'd been pursuing for a long time, right? And it didn't make me happy. So I thought that, so looking back on this now, and I'm talking 16 years ago, it seemed to me that the two factors, the two things were the, were the spark for my, uh, were either a midlife crisis or, or a start of a spiritual journey. You know, uh, it's me coming out of the fog, you know, what else is saying, and, 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 off, and off we went. So I was looking for what was going to make me happy because business success hadn't made me happy. It hadn't stopped me worrying about the future. And I thought maybe adoption had um, screwed me up, really. Mm. Uh, that, that, was, that was the thought. So that set, set me off on there. It, it put my antennae up, really. I was looking for, okay, so where, what, where, what's going to make me happy? How, how am I going to be happy in, in, in this world? So. Right. So the teddy bear incident... Would you say that's the moment you came out of the fog then? Yes. You were in the fog. And so let's talk about the fog, our favorite subject. Um, what is your definition of the fog for you? Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's when um, what has been unconscious, what has been in the subconscious becomes conscious. So we become aware of some trauma that's been hiding somewhere uh, within us because we don't have the memory of it or and and it's pre-verbal we don't have the word yeah yeah and how did you handle that i know you had some anger initially but it sounds like you kind of got over it quickly and would would you say you you came out of the fog quickly or was there still a process going on there? Well, I, I came out of the f- fog quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think business for me, business has been a far bigger stressor for me than adoption in, in, yeah. in my, in, in my, in my, in my story. Yeah. Um, and I think we can, because I've had these two different stressors or, 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 or trauma, one, one was kind of very acute and it, I became aware of it in, 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 that, in that moment talking to, to this lady, Sarah. And whereas business, so that, that was kind of an acute one and the, the, the business one was a far more ongoing kind of chronic stress, stressor. And, and, but both of those things have caused me heartache mm. and um, and sleepless uh, sleepless nights, especially the business stuff. 
And both of those have got in the way of me seeing who I, who, who I truly am. So it was kind of like, a, it wasn't just adoption fog that you were coming out of. It sounds like, like you said, you were having an awakening in a lot of different areas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would say business and, and adoption Yeah, with the business. So I've heard you talk about the voices in our heads and what stories they're telling us. And what have you found to be true or not true about the voices in our heads? Um, well, the voice in my head, uh, 99.9% of the time is negative and it's mm-hmm. not true. It's not true. It's not true. So my big, uh, my, my first big foray into this area was a, a five-day retreat um, where led by two, two great people and there's six or seven other um, people going through the course. Nothing, nothing to do with uh, adoption, mm-hmm. but all, all experiencing some pain in their lives. And and we spent we spent a week basically uh, sharing sharing our stories and realizing that that we all have this voice in our heads and and ninety nine point nine percent of the times uh, the time it is negative and ninety nine point nine percent of the time it is untrue right mm. but we, we so but we dove deep into that so that's all we did for five. For five days, it, it was in a deeper kind of immersive experience, so that it, it's not about um, a, a theory. It, it's not. It's not a bumper sticker or a theory. It, it's a deep kind of embodied experience. It, it's something that we get in our spirit. We get, get in our soul that we. That we see who we who, who we who we truly are. Um, Did you find it easy to discern what was true and what wasn't? I think adoptees sometimes have a hard time discerning what's true or not because those voices in their heads have been talking for a long time. You start believing some of those things. Yeah, well, we all we all do. Um, we all do, and I um, I don't think it's just adoptees that because. I've I've been with those other people, none of whom were adopted, mm-hmm. all, all week, and we we have we were all there because we we hadn't separated the 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 voice in our head from the truth of who we were. That's what we we're there to do, and it, it it's an emotional immersive experience. Um, yeah, so. Adoptees do not have the monopoly on on on, on low self esteem, yeah, and, and believing the voice in their heads, and, and not winning the trial. And, and I, you know, this is sixteen years on. I continue to do lots of work in this area, um, like co- online courses with people. They're not as deep because it's online and because it's you know an hour. Yeah. Or so. It, it, it doesn't have the depth mm-hmm. of, a, of five days sitting in a room together, sharing what the voice in us says to Tezamara, trying a lot about what's going on. Um, it's not as immersive, but um, I, I and I continue to to do that sort of stuff to uh, 
and and I continue to see that this is not this this is a challenge that every human being has. Yeah. I just feel like adoptees have it from relinquishment on. Um, so it's something that is almost ingrained in us. Not that anyone necessarily put it there. Some, some have that story, but I think we say it to ourselves, you know, because of relinquishment that we weren't good enough. So it just yeah. kind of starts there and snowballs into, and I think as you get older, then it's hard to kind of discern what's, what is me, what isn't me, that whole essence of who you are. And um, it's hard to discern. Is that, is that true? Is that not true? But yeah, yeah. a lot of people, not just adoptees have that, but Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the primal wound a little bit. You said yours was just a paper cut. And so do you, do you think, cause I know you're into healing a lot and um, we'll talk about that in a minute, but do you think it's possible to heal the primal wound or do you think it's something that we just have to manage? Well, I believe that we are unwoundable. So I have definitely felt wounded. Okay. Um, but but I am not my feelings. So I, I realize this, well, I, I feel that this can become a bit of a smart-ass comment, right? Um, so my, my metaphor for, the, 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 I've got a couple of metaphors for this. So the, the first metaphor, my favorite one is the, is the, is the fist, right? Instead of a primal, instead of a primal wound, uh, my my metaphor for um, trauma, adoption trauma, is, is a fist, and and the reason it's a fist is because when I came out of the fog, it was with anger, right? So, I, I, and and you know, angry people, angry blokes, blokes go around and hit and and hit people, and you know, I have been hit in the past. And I've hit other people in in the past. I have been angry, right? So it's it, it, you know, and it's a it's white knuckling it. You know, we're we're, we're white looking it through 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 life, and we're and, and we're angry about stuff. So that that's what we kind of look like on the um, on the um, outside, the anger, right? So that's my metaphor. So, but the the natural the natural um, shape for the hand is is open, not clenched fist. And mm. so when we open up to who we truly are, it, it reveals this diamond um, at, our, at our essence. And, and that's who every single one of us is, this, this, this perfect, perfect, precious stone. And however, however that however hard I, I clench my fist, okay, I can't I can't harm that 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 diamond, and I, that that diamond and you know that diamonds are the really tough substance. So if I if I had a knife, I, I wouldn't be able to actually cut the diamond. So if I can't cut the diamond. I can't wound it. So I, I, I can't wound it. So if there's no wound, there's going to be no bleeding. There's going to be no need to sterilize the, 
uh, to sterilize the diamond. There's no needs for, for bandages or sutures or anything like that. Um, the, the diamond is, is, is hidden by the trauma. So what I'm doing basically is I'm, I'm separating me and us, our trauma from who we are. And you talked to him about uh, earlier uh, about difficulty separating um, or, or distinguishing the truth. Yeah. You know, when the voice in our head is a uh, lies, right? Well, 99.9% of it is lies, but it's not who we are. We are not the voice in the head. We're the one that he hears them. And, and we are not, we are not our, uh, we're not our trauma because the, the trauma is here and the trauma, it hides the diamond very successfully. And, 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 and the, the diamond is completely hidden from you. It's completely hidden you by, by the trust, but it, it, it doesn't damage it and, it. and it isn't the, the, the two, two completely different things. Mm. So um, if I took that knife, right, to, if, if I, could, I could cut my hand and my, my hand would bleed, but I can't cut the, the diamond. So I have felt wounded, right? I have felt wounded, but I have not been wounded because it's not who you are. It's it's not it's it, our feelings aren't who we are. Our our feelings, yeah. Um, our 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 feelings come and go, and 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 so they are intermittent. Um, they change over time. Uh, but uh, the truth of who we are ne never never changes. Yeah. So what? have you discovered in going through your, your healing process? I was talking about everyone has their own combination. What was your combination? What have you figured or have you figured it out yet? Are you still in the process of figuring out? So I, I'm in the process of seeing that more of the time. I, I, I that, that's my. And what, what have you been, what have you been doing though, specifically to, find that diamond well i found that diamond on that first course 16 years ago and just been uncovering it ever since um i, I have been i i have been deepening my understanding that that is who i am and that is who we all are since then and i've been doing that by reading reading books so a great book on this subject uh is the it's a don don miguel ruiz book don miguel ruiz book called the voice of knowledge mm. and the the first voice uh, the, the first 30 minutes of that and and it's it is it, it, is there like a son of a Toltec shaman or something like that, uh, an MD in New Mexico or California or Canada, but um, he he talks about the voice of knowledge, and and the 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 voice of knowledge he relates it to Adam and Eve, and uh, and the, the the fallen the fallen angel and the the voice of knowledge and the the liar in our heads, mm. so. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, I, yeah, I, I listen to I listen to, to to that book all the time, um, and other conscious consciousness people that are talking about consciousness. 
and awareness. So it's, it's like you started to uncover that diamond and discovered maybe that was where your happiness was because you weren't, you said you weren't happy with a lot of things, business and. Yeah. So once so, you get a taste of that, you just started digging deeper. Yeah. So it's, it's deepening, it's deepening the knowledge. So probably the closest that I can get to it is, is like you, you learn, a, you, you learn a language at one level and then just keep on deepening it. it, it so I, I speak a bit of German. I speak a bit of French, right? I have spent far more time in, in Germany than I have in France. I've, I've done language, language school in, in, in Cologne. I worked in a coffee factory in Berlin. So my knowledge of German is far better than my knowledge of French because I have studied it more in depth. And, and that's what it's, what it's all about. And I think that the mistake that um, I've made in the past is I've thought it's once and done. Mm. So it, it, it's, it, it isn't, it, it isn't a once and done thing. It, it's not like riding a bike or not riding a bike. It's like, uh, not riding a bike, riding a bike without falling off, and and then winning the Tour de France. You know, there's the layers. Uh, and there's the layers, and and then winning it again next year in a better, the following year in a better time. So it's mm -hmm. not a once and done. Yeah, it's not a once and done thing. Right. So you have a podcast called Thriving Adoptees, and what? are you hoping people get out of your podcast when they're listening In, insights into help insights into how they can they can heal so i've got my perspective i want the the the, the thriving adoptees podcast is mainly about the guests experience but you don't do a lot of storytelling you like to focus on theories I like to, and I like to focus on the insights. Yeah. I like to focus on what, what people's insights are. And there's a very big reason for that because the story in my head about who I was was totally wrong. So if people are regurgitating a, a, a false story, about who they are, then the, the more we kind of repeat it to ourselves, the more we're going to be locked into, we're going to be locked into that story. Reinforcing um, and, it. And, and, and we're going to be, yeah, that's going to keep us stuck because that's what I did, right? Mm. So that was part of your combination is stuff. That was part, you know, I, I believed the story in my head. Yeah. I thought I was the story in my head. I thought I was... Yeah, I thought I was the voice in my head. I, there's no separation between me, the voice in my head, no separation between the truth and the the the, the lies. There's no separation between the, the truth of who I am and the lies that I had about myself. And this uh, this voice of knowledge, this voice of knowledge, the, the Don Miguel Ruiz book, if people are interested in this, this voice in the head thing, then he 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 sums it up in a in a in a beautiful beautiful way in that in that voice of mine. So yeah. Okay. 
Um, and I know you have a upcoming event called healing our primal wound. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, it's going to be me talking about my, some of my stuff around the primal wound with, uh, with, with the guests. Yeah. So. And you had a YouTube, um, you had a, another, your first, was it your first YouTube, um, that you put up the video and it got like a thousand views in like a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I, that I again? It, it wasn't, it wasn't the first one actually, but it's the first one that anybody's ever taken a notice of. So, um, you know, in like, um, I, I've done videos before I get 10 or 20 views or something like that. So yeah, I did a, uh, I did a YouTube, uh, I did, I did a webinar in January this year, uh, called healing my primal wound. Mm when I, 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 I shared my perspective on this, uh, on, on, on what, what, what's wounded, you know, uh, and my alternative metaphors that I believe more accurately describe um, my take on, on it. Um, and so, yeah, we did, did the webinar. About 200 people signed up for the webinar. Uh, 70, 70 showed up because I... Uh, they showed up because I, I told them that they didn't need to attend it live. Uh, I'm in the UK, so the timings don't work well mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah. So that people could, um, you know, uh, register and get the get the um, get the replay, get the recording. And when I sent that link out to the uh, to the 200 people that that registered, within a day, yeah, we'd had 1,100 views. Why do you think that one? Cut fire. Um, because 130 people signed up to the to webinar, knowing that to get the recording um, at, at one level, and at the other level, I think because people are, I, I sense a I sense a shift to a more spiritual take on adoptee trauma rather than psychological take on it. Um, and I, I, I think that's, I think that's starting to happen a little yeah. bit more. Um, I, I, I think the, 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 the shrinks have had this area kind of boxed off and maybe a new, a, a broad, a deeper level of consciousness uh, is more awareness is is occurring to to adoptees, and they're looking at it from a from a different uh, for, for for a different perspective, and because we want to we want to heal. Yeah, I feel I, like I that's the most essential. Yeah, yeah, I feel like. Um more now than ever, people are looking for more alternative, not just the, you know, traditional therapies, you know, that stuff can help and be part of your combination, but I feel like, um, it's not really hitting the mark just by itself. So, uh, more adoptees are looking for, like you said, more of a connection with themselves, which, um, seems like a lot of the more spiritual modalities are helping that aren't usually the traditional stuff. So tell us about anything else you're involved in or what's coming up or anything that we haven't 
hit on that you uh, have going on? Yeah, well, I'm 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 working on a book, but I keep on kind of starting on a book, and I get to ten thousand words, and 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 then I think it's, it, it's not it's not it's not right, you know. Um, I prefer talking. I prefer talking to writing. I, I prefer a, I prefer a, a, a dialogue to a monologue. Um, I uh, and, and and it's we like we got it. We heal together, right? So mm-hmm. you know, I came up with this idea of a a, a, a an, an Aussie Australian adoptee uh, was asking me if I'd read the Body Keeps the Score, and and I said no, but. When when scores when I hear the word score I think of soccer scores. Mm-hmm. So I, I came up with this idea when I uh, later that day that when I was um, uh, swimming, you know, and it's a, so it's a it's a football score, and and the the, the score is uh, trauma one, adoptees united ten. Mm. So the idea by by coming together by being united, then we can. Uh, uh, trauma especially if we're talking about the primal primal wound and 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 that early state early stuff if that's there right that happens first that they score first trauma scores first right so that's a trauma one but then adoptees united 10 by coming together um so i'm looking to do more collaboration stuff yeah which is what you know i i rather than so at the moment i'm looking at well how can i how can you create a book or a, an app? Actually, I'm looking at the idea of doing an app, but I want to do it in collaboration, mm. not as a solo venture. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I'm I'm delighted that these other modalities, as you call it, and other other ways of looking at this stuff, seems to be seems to be catching on. I'm 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 hearing more of that. I'm seeing other people, like you know, we've got. Um, like uh, uh, Danielle, uh, Danielle Godet, uh, Laura. Yeah, because it's Laura, right? But it's it, Laura. Yeah, it's Laura. Yeah, I um, love that name. But if it so, uh, Laura, adopted comedian, and um, you know the stuff that we've the the conversations that you and I have had, um, Melissa. You know, it, it seems to be that side a more consciousness kind of based approach. Um, and more full body stuff. I, I know uh, Danielle and and, and uh, uh, Larray are into that. They're in. They're, they're into that deeper, yeah. far deeper connection stuff rather than the kind of like the traditional kind of talk therapy stuff, uh, right? Somatic stuff. Yeah, it, it gets it gets into our bones, doesn't it? Not just our heads. No. Yeah, it does. It does. So where can we find your podcast or any other social media things that you've got going on? Yeah. Um, so I'm thriving adoptees is on all the, on the, all the major podcasts platforms. We get yeah about 50% of the, the of the downloads are from uh, iTunes. Um, so yeah, it's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon podcasts. It's on Google podcasts. My website is thrivingadoptees.com. Put in thriving adoptees. Uh, I'm yeah, I probably get most stuff through Facebook, but I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, Instagram as well. Yeah. And you've got a ton of episodes. You're coming out with them almost every day. Uh yeah. Um we've 
so I've been going coming up two years, uh, and we've got I think about two hundred and fifty wow. uh, episodes so 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 far, um, and uh, a lot of the I think when we first started off, had far more adoptive parents on, but now I've kind of just focusing on uh, in on ad- adoptees um, because. I think adoptive parents want to hear from adoptive other adoptive parents really more more so and mm. and that I, I just enjoy the conversations with my yeah. adoptives more than yeah more, more than adoptive parents. So, kind of in closing, what's one thing that you think is most important for adoptees to know that 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 they are unwoundable mm. that we all feel wounded. But the the essence of who we are, the truth of who we are, the 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 spirit, the consciousness, the awareness that we are is not a thing. And if it's not a thing, it can't be cut. And if it can't be cut, it can't be wounded. And don't take my word for that. Explore it. Ask mm-hmm. ask yourself what what is it that's wounded. Mm. What what is it that's aware of the wound? What is it? What is it that, that, that that's wounded? And explore it. Explore that essence. Try and find that essence. We all feel we are we all feel wounded, but be curious. Uh, yeah, be curious. Be be curious. Doesn't hurt. And, yeah. Um, and, and be careful who you. Be, be, be careful who you um, listen to on, on this stuff because there's some people out there who are well I, I want to learn from people that are further I do all my learning for people that are, are ahead of me on on the, on, the, on, the, on a journey to understanding mm-hmm. who, who we are in, in consciousness stuff so yeah you asked the one thing I Sorry. You're fine. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today, Simon. Thank you. Such great insights from Simon. I just love to hear some of the thoughts that he has and where his thoughts go. Please check him out. He has so many things going on all the time and pretty much daily almost is posting a podcast. It's pretty much his day job now. So check him out. I have all the links to him and all his socials and such in the show notes. If you need to connect with me, I am all over the place. Facebook, Instagram. My email is mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me at either of those spots. If you would like to view the video of this podcast today, it is on my YouTube channel. It is also on Fireside Adoptee's YouTube channel. So you can find it there if you want to actually watch the video of the recording. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always... Take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. I'll see you next time.